Are you ready? Can't crush us. It don't really get no better than this the podcast that you're looking for. If you really heavy in the wrestling, hosted by the mark. Energy that's so amazing. Gotta keep it entertaining. Rep the can crush a nation. Yeah, you know what's going down in the ring. Lights out when you hit a ding ding. Knock them out like boom bada bing. Hold it down, you can crown me the king. Gotta shout out to the Miz and Duke the dumpster. We choke slamming everybody. Power driving, hit them with a face buster. Yeah, yeah, this the show you need an and it ain't no need for waiting. Mark, hold it down for the can crusher nation. All about wrestling and keep it entertaining. Can crushers wrestling podcast. Time to break them. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can crushers. Let's go. Welcome back to another Can Crushers Wrestling Podcast, the Spotlight Edition. Guys, are you ready for death? Yeah, that's a weird opening. I have Gary Emmett, the co-owner, founder of AWR, Asylum Wrestling Revolution, on today to talk about Asylum Deathmatch Tournament 3, God of Death. Guys, this is taking place on July 8th and 9th in Indianapolis, Indiana. You'll be able to watch it on IWTV, but I will be there. I pulled the trigger. I wanted to sponsor something. I wanted to go to one of these. I wanted a pseudo-mark vacation. Jenks was invited. He said... Family stuff, and that's okay. We'll bring it down. Family stuff. Uh, we always preach family stuff first. But Mark's like, yes, I'm going. So this is what we're going to talk about on this show. Asylum Deathmatch Tournament 3. The likes of Necro Butcher, Schwartzy, Mickey Knuckles, Otis Coger, for those in the Pittsburgh, Ohio area, Rude Boy, Tommy Van Dett. The list is going to go on. We're, we're going we're gonna to break down everything that's going on July 8th and 9th in Indianapolis. And I am stoked. Uh, you've heard me before, months ago, maybe a year ago, talk about wanting to go to an event like this and experience it. Because I, I've never been. So I'm super excited. And Gary is going to break all this down for us. Yeah. We're a sponsor of God of Death. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I'm excited. We have some things to do first. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send us some emails at cancrusher69 at gmail.com. And you'll be able to find us everywhere podcasts are. Like Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify. And the list can go on and on and on. And I'm not going to. And you can also check out Collar and Elbow. Collar and Elbow Wrestling Tees. Al Snow and his hooligans have amazing shirts. Bring some more up and up and up. And just check out the line at CollarAndElbowWrestling.com. And when you check out, use the promo code CANCRUSHERS. All one word, capital C and CAN, capital C and CRUSHERS. You save 10%. I'm excited. We're calling Gary. We'll be back to talk about... Asylum Deathmatch Tournament 3, God of Death. Wrestling. A love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand. The wrestling brand. 
a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And welcome back to Can Crushers, guys. You heard how excited I was in the intro to talk to Gary, so we're not going to bullshit. We're going to get right down to it. Gary, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, brother. I actually just got back from picking up a whole box full of light tubes to get ready. This is amazing. Guys, again, if you don't know who Gary is and you're joining us in the middle of a podcast, I don't know how you do it, but co-owner and co-founder of Asylum Wrestling Revolution, and he reached out, and we are going to be part of Asylum Deathmatch Tournament 3, God of Death. I'm stoked. Gary, you don't understand. I've watched it on IWTV for the longest time. Screw it. We'll just say it like you said. You're popping my cherry of deathmatch wrestling, and I'm fucking pumped. So let's just throw all the glory out the window right now and swear and be truckers. There we go. That sounds sounds good to me. I'm I'm fucking excited just to see that face the first time you see someone get smacked with a light tube or they come over with a a gusset plate stuck in their head. Uh, that, that's going to be the fun part. Uh, I'm a garbage man by trade, so we always dick around with light tubes, but not like them. Like, we'll maybe take one over the back and we have our jacket on or something like that. And it gets kind of sketchy there. It's never full head. It's never having a drug across. Yeah, I'm excited. I might want somebody to do it to me by the end of the night. I'm sure there's people there that are willing to, too, as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, all you got to do is talk to one of the, the wrestlers. I mean, they're more than welcome to show you the, their life. And I'll tell you, it ain't as easy as what they think it is. Last show, last ADT, I smacked somebody with light tubes and I cut my hands all up. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> again, it's July 8th and 9th at the Emerson Theater in Indianapolis. But, Gary, let's rewind real quick because... At some point, you had to be, get ready, because I'm going to take a lot of heat on this from probably you guys and normal wrestling fans. When did you discover wrestling in general first? Because there's a two there's two different wrestling styles here. What we see on TV and WWE and AEW and Impact and all that, and Deathmatch. So when did you become a wrestling fan? Well, I, I've said it before, and, you know, I always go back over it because this is one of the most asked questions I actually get because everybody thinks automatically I'm just a deathmatch wrestling fan. I actually, my dad wouldn't let me watch WWF and WCW. I had to watch Smoky Mountain. I had to watch all the old school Bruiser, uh, Bruiser Brody. I had to watch the original Ric Flair. I had to watch all the old school wrestling to get a respect for the for wrestling at that time so i was a little bit behind so you know when when they dropped the e i was just getting to the f so uh, i've been a wrestling fan my whole life my dad always brags about how when my mom was pregnant with me she he'd make her sit in front of the tv and turn the tv real loud and so I, i've been a fan of wrestling since i i can re- even remember and now deathmatch that came later that came when i was a teenager and you know 
the internet was a good thing and you know not to put my age out there but it, it you know you couldn't use the internet without someone picking up the phone and messing up your connection yep uh, i was there <laughs> it sucked um but so that's when i got turned on to i mean you know i knew about the terry funk and the, and the mick foley type death matches but that to me that's a different level of death match to what it is to now and when i got into it, it was sick nick mondo it was, you know, wife beaters, uh, CZW, XPW. You know, when I got into that, it was a whole different level. So first and foremost, you named some great, you know, Smoky Mountain. And, and I, I love those eras as well. Um, we didn't get those. We, we got TBS where I live and WWF. That was it. Uh, then we started, you know, once Internet became available and I was – out of college, that's when I found all those old school ones. So yeah, um, love the old school wrestling. AEW is what I watch today. WWE, it's on TV, but you know whatever. ECW was one of the uh, one of my catalysts as well. Was that kind of yours as well? With uh, I know you brought up the Mick and the Terry thing. That beyond ECW even, but ECW play a part in this as well. Yes, definitely. I mean, I don't feel like I feel like you can't have a respect for deathmatch wrestling without starting at ECW because I feel like America that 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 was our start of the yeah. hardcore don't give a fuck era. You know, a lot of us, like you said, a lot of us had different channels. Uh, me, ECW was the thing that I loved. While everybody else, I was the underdog. Everybody was watching WWF and, and, and WCW. I wanted to watch ECW. Because the stuff they did made it believable in my eyes. They made it like, oh, my God, nobody else is doing this. And that's pretty much where I got to the standards of like loving and respecting deathmatch and hardcore wrestling a little bit more than regular wrestling. That was me out of our group. I I found ECW and went to a few in, like, Manaka, Pennsylvania. They always dubbed it Pittsburgh, but it was Manaka. And I was there... When Sabu tossed a part of a table out and hit a guy in the front row, and then shit just went awry that night. Um, that was crazy as hell. He got hit by a bottle, and then he just threw a table at this fan and knocked his ass out. Um, that was that was my first ever ECW event, and I'm like, I need to come to this more. I don't care if I'm coming by myself. I just never pulled the trigger on deathmatch. One probably because Pennsylvania laws are horrible. For death match. We sometimes we can't even bleed the normal match. So making the trip to wherever it was, there was family involved and everything, and then you know, the young kids, and I'm like, ah, I can't leave the kids this weekend. This but shit has changed. Shit has changed. I'm heading out to Indianapolis. Um, was that kinda with you as well? I, I feel we're roughly the same age. I'm forty five, Gary. Uh, I'm 36. I'm a oh, little bit holy shit, I'm really old then. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that old. You're seasoned. We'll put it that way. I'm seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's really, that That was my start of it, you know, especially on the independent scene. I didn't get to go to a lot. That's pretty much why AWR started. In my area, there is independent wrestling, but the promotion wasn't that best, so we didn't know there was independent wrestling. And when we first started, we thought we knew what everybody wanted. We wanted to do the WWE style and all that. It didn't work out. So I was like, you know what? I think I got something for us. Let's try this. And that's when I 
tried the hand of booking death matches, and the rest, five, almost five years later, is history. Yeah, and this is essentially is making a huge promotion now for um, uh, Deathmatch Tournament Three. When did this come about? Because you just you dated that it's five years, so this is only the third one. You tried running for two years of maybe h- hardcore, as I put the air quotes around it, like ECW hardcore, and then you said, "Screw it, we're going all in." Actually, it was it's working on five years, so it was about four years. Uh, uh, the first year, my partner he, uh, in AWR, he don't like to be mentioned. Hi, Josh. Um, <laughs> You're an ass. Uh, but, I can't wait to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he he wanted to do. He's more of a WWE fan. He's more, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No. Uh, he, he wanted to try the the W what we call the WWE light. He wanted to try the whole bring the old WWE guys in, which I wasn't against it because at the end of the day, I'm a mark. Uh, Al Snow taught me we're all marks. Um, So, you know, I was a mark for it. My first show we brought in, we had Tatanka on. So I grew up on Tatanka. Like I was a huge fan of Tatanka. So I didn't have no problem in it at all. Well, then the second show came up, and, and me as a businessman, I feel like if there's so much so many McDonald's, why would you put a family hot uh, hamburger place right in the middle of 12 McDonald's? So that's how I felt in our, our booking. Uh, we did a whole, uh, not a whole year. I think our first year, we only had maybe four shows and, and we we were trying to find ourselves. And, and after the first year, I was like, you know what, this, this ain't working the way we wanted it. We're, we're falling in line with everybody else in Indiana. And that's a watered down situation. If you come here and watch independent wrestling, you know there's probably 80 promotions that all run the same style, the same family uh, shows. That it, I wanted something different. The same and matches, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the exact same matches, the same people in, in independent wrestling in Indiana. There's only so many wrestlers here. So then that's when you start getting the copies. You start getting this match has been done in 17 other places you know, I, I didn't feel like it did anything good for us. So I went to my partner and I was like, look, we've tried this WWE lifestyle. It, it, it's decent. It, it's done all right. Why don't you let me try this? And when I first showed him Deathmatch, he was scared to death. He was like, oh, my God, no. Because as owners, you know, the liabilities on you. Yeah. So he, he was scared. He was like, man, I don't know if we can do this. I don't, uh, you know, this is some crazy stuff. Does Indiana even allow this? I'm like, yes, yes, it does. Uh, so then he, he gave me a shot. He's like, look, just do one match one time and see how the fans react. So then we did we did a hardcore slash death match type match, and the fans loved it. Uh, the first one we did was Joey the Kid Owens from Indiana, um, him versus Del Patrick's. And the fans showed up and went nuts. There's a fans bring the weapons and I had more fans bring weapons than didn't. So it's kind of, it sparked his interest. He was like, you know what? There might be something here. And that's why after that show, it was the first ADT. It was ADT one. He was like, let's do a death match tournament. And that's when it all started after ADT one. It was we do all styles. I still do, you know, wrestling matches. I still do tag teams. I still do women matches. I still do all that. We try to involve every style of wrestling so every style of fan will have a home to come to. You brought up one name who's actually a sponsor of our show, Collar and Elbow. Make sure you use promo code CANCRUSHERS to save 10%. 
you brought up Al Snow, and you said he taught you. Did you work under Al or with Al at some point, or are you meaning he just taught us because he's a, a super genius and he trains dolphins? Because I know well, I know I Al real well. I will say Al is a super genius. I actually got a chance. It was my actual second show, and we booked Al Snow versus Drew Skills here in Indiana. And he, I got to just like Al Snow once again. I feel like when you're a Mark, you you want this. You want to pick the brains of the guys you grew up watching. Exactly. You want to, especially coming into this like I did. When I came into this, a lot of people didn't want to accept me because, because I never trained to be a wrestler. I never, I wasn't a referee. I wasn't a manager. I was just some mark that jumped over the guardrail and said, I'm going to do this. And so I wanted to learn from the best. And, you know, luckily I had a good 20, 30 minute conversation with Tatanka. And then the second show, we got Al Snow, and same for him. I sat down with him, got to pick his brains for a good 20, 30 minutes. Now, will I say we agree on everything? No. Uh, I know they do their thing down in Kentucky the way they do, and we do ours a little bit different up here. But the overall thing he taught me was we're all marks. So if anybody tries to act like they're not a mark in this business, why are you even in this business then? Because you have to be the biggest mark if you're trying to put yourself over to the crowd. That That is a mark-type thing to do. So we're all marks, and we all got to remember that. And when she said that, it, it kind of, like, popped in my head. You know, accept who you are. You're a mark. And, you know, so he taught me a lot about the, you know, how to book a show, how to change storyline, because we do one show a month. And to us, it's a lot harder to carry on a storyline for one show a month. You really got to get people's minds into it. And he explained to me, you know, his opinion on how you do that. And I've used it. I've maybe tweaked it a little bit. So anybody that's taught me anything, I I take it and I try to run with it. And that was one of the guys, luckily, I can say I sat down for a good half an hour and learned a lot from talking to him. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Baskin Robbins has 31 (laughs) flavors of ice cream, right? For God's sakes. Uh, yeah. There, there could be 31 flavors of wrestling. Everybody has their own thing. And I love how you said that we're all marks. Um, my mom knew before I was born that I was going to be a mark. So she just said, this kid's going to be called Mark and he's going to love wrestling. Just run with it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, that's why I do the podcast. I, I really do. I don't, I said, I, I wouldn't mind getting hit by a light tube or maybe a gossip place. Right? I'm lying. I hate I hate pain. I will talk <laughs> my ass off about wrestling and help promote everything, promote the guys, do this. Somebody comes at me with a stick, I'm running the other way, Gary. No fucking way is that gonna be happening. I'm gonna be the first one tackling children and women on the eighth and ninth of July. <laughs> to get the hell away from the necro butcher well we do have a balcony so if you get that worried we can have you go up to the balcony but i cannot tell you that someone might not come up there because i've had a few people <laughs> jump off my balcony already and now get tossed off of that and die yeah we won't let you die we got good medics so first and foremost let me ask do you and my wife have something with my life insurance going because now you're all of a sudden you know go to the balcony mark you won't get hurt up there no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> Well, I'll have to have a nice conversation with your wife before you come out. Good. Uh, eighth and ninth. So let's talk about, you know, give some good time to the tournament number three. 
God of Death. So what's going into that? Uh, did, did we? Is there a spin on that? It, it, I, I need to know. I, I'm marketing as well. Why is it called God of Death this year? Well, I mean, we, we've always been trying to find ourselves. I said that earlier. We're, you know, we're trying to see what we're doing. And every year that we've done this tournament, it's, done, it's went different and got more attention. And when I was looking at this, a lot of people is going to know where it comes from. But a slogan got brought to me. Why be a king when you can be a god? Uh, yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, at the at the end of the day, which one would you rather be in, in mythology and in, in, in you know medieval times? You'd rather be a god. A king dies and moves away, and then there's a new king. A god, you don't get that many gods. Right. I, I agree. That I love it. Now that you gave it to me, yes, I love it. I'm a little bit slow sometimes, maybe. I don't know, but that that really makes perfect sense. So I, I love that. Two-day event. Tell us what's going to happen on day one. We're going to get round one, right, and some other matches as well? Or is it just all tournament on round on day one? Uh, round one, you're going to – you're gonna day one, you're going to see round one. The show's going to start off with we have a match uh, that uh, uh, that is for – we have a championship called our New Blood Championship. It's pretty much our NXP, our next blood, our ne- our next level superstars. Uh, there's going to be a match uh, to open up the show. It's going to be a normal match. It's between um, Mike Knox, I do believe. I might be saying his name wrong, and now I'm going to get in trouble for that. Um, <laughs> That's a good promoter. <laughs> owner. <slash> Will, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll scratch that. Will Knox versus Zay Gates. This is going to be a regular match. Whoever wins that is going to go into the second day into the non-tournament matches, the fight in the three-way for our new blood championship. Other than that, the whole first day is going to be nothing but the first round of the tournament with uh, one or two music performances. We have musicians that's also going to be performing because that's another uh, business we're in. We're into the music industry, so we like to mix them both. You know, uh, rock and wrestling did good, so we're trying to carry that on and trying to involve independent wrestling with independent music so are you making this then just like and if you can backhand me through the phone you may wrestlemania is now an experience it's not a show anymore and it's an experience so your deathmatch tournament each year is going to be your experience by throwing in music and this that and the other right like this is this is your super bowl this is your world series this is your grand prix and all that other terminology that you can use this is the shit of the shit right yeah this is uh, if you if you come to awr you've ever watched awr if you watch it on iwtv which you can still use the code awr life and get you know help promote us help give us you know some support cheap plug um but plug away dude plug away (laughs) but if you know, this is it. If you were going to pick one show to watch, this would be it. Because as you said, this is our Super Bowl. This is our WrestleMania. This is the the top that you're going to get all year. Uh, and it's been that way. It became that way after the first one. The first one, we was just doing it regular because we wanted to do a tournament. There hadn't been a deathmatch tournament in Indianapolis in 12 years. So we felt like it was time. And then with the attention we got from it and the crowd's response, we're like, yeah, this is something we need to do. 
The second one came up last year, and we actually did a whole weekend of it. We had us, uh, No Peace Underground, ICW New York. Uh, we had all those companies come out, and, and we all did a whole weekend. And then with that attention, we felt like, you know, we need to worry about ourselves now. This year is about us. And we felt like if you're going to do it, you got to go big. And that's when we felt we need to add music. We're going to have some food. We're going to have, I might even have a charity. Uh, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A charity type uh, thing there where you get to smack someone with a light tube for $5. and Giveaway or a promotion or something. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to make it where there might be someone there that the crowd might not like. And for five dollars, they can smack them with a light tube and that five dollars will go to a charity. First and foremost, um, it's hardcore deathmatch or whatever you want to call yourself. You're an amazing human being for that, just because you're giving back even as you're killing people. So I, I can't wait to meet you. And that that pumps me up knowing that. To give back because that that could just be more money in your pocket, but you're like, no, we're going to give back. So I, I give kudos to that. Yeah, I always felt like you have to do that with us. We actually own a music venue where it's actually the Emerson Theater. My partner owns it. Uh, we do that with the venue. We're trying to clean up the neighborhood, feed the homeless. Um, last year we did, or the year before last, we did a Christmas drive for uh, uh, pretty much a Toys for Tots and earned over seven hundred dollars worth of toys for kids. So I'm always about giving back to the neighborhoods because I grew up on that side of the track. So I kind of understand how it is to wake up on Christmas and not have a lot. So I kind of want to, if I got the chance to give back, I'm going to do it. Yeah, that that's awesome. What was the, what was the kickback the first time you guys had a death match tournament in Indiana? I know Indiana is a little bit, you know, less strict that, like I said, than Pennsylvania, but there's got to be people who are like, oh, my God, these guys, you know, Karens around the world. Did you get a lot of those people saying this is bullshit or stupid? No, actually, it was the complete opposite. And it's been the, it's been the complete opposite ever since then. Because once again, with our venue where it's at, we have a lot of walk-ups of fans that don't know Deathmatch Wrestling. And it, it'll be – when we first started, we had maybe one or two kids in the crowd. Now we have – like 30 or 40 kids in the crowds. We have fans that are 40, 50 years old that ain't watched wrestling in years, but because they've heard about it or seen what we do, they want to come see a show. So I've actually, the only part that's actually been bad is sponsorship or advertisement because a lot of companies don't like having guys bleeding all out of their face plastered in their business or, you know, that's pretty much the state hasn't messed with us. We follow all the rules they give us, even through covid when we, we ran all through COVID, followed all the restrictions, made sure everybody was tested. We made sure to follow everything just so we don't become into the situation that other states like yourself is where there has to be an athletic commission and nobody can have fun no more. Yeah, nobody can have fun anymore. <laughs> all right, let's promote the hell out of this. Uh, Necro Butcher, Hoodfoot, Mickey Knuckles, not in a, torna- in a tournament, but... In an electrified uh, wire mat. Yep. What did I see? I saw that early this morning. Oh, when I was electrified doing lights. Man, there that'll, you be, go. that'll be lights with power running to them. Yeah, that's messed up, but I'm excited. Schwartzy, <laughs> Otis Koger. Again, one that everybody, uh, even here on Can Crushers, 
J.J. Escobar has become uh, iconic again now because he's getting run over on YouTube and he, he's blowing warehouses and shit up. Um, so he's one that uh, the younger, the much younger than me, people are gravitating to. Um, how hard is it to get these superstars? Noteworthy. I don't know if they like the word superstars. Do they noteworthy deathmatch opponents uh, on your card? Uh, honestly, I mean, luckily, uh, uh, with the way that the independent scene works, most of the time, uh, I will say sometimes other promoters like to put their foot down to where you can't mess with their guys because they're so big and blah, blah, blah. But yep. no, and l- luckily, these guys are down to earth like we are. Uh, they want to do exactly what we want to do. They want to, you know, they want to build their name. They want to build their brand. And if they see something that is down their alley, they are all for it. I've. I've been talking to JJ for a while. We actually were supposed to have him in last time. And unluckily he got sick and couldn't be there. So then it was kind of like, Oh man, you know, we'll get you back next time. And then three came around. That was the first thing I did is I hit him up. I'm like, how are you doing? He had another situation that happened. So luckily he's, you know, healed up. And, and since he's healed up, he's ready to go. So, I mean, luckily I haven't had any issues with the people that I have now. But, you know, not saying it ain't there. A lot of people, that's the bad thing about this industry is politics. That's wrestling across the board, though, Gary. Uh, I will throw that out. There's politics uh, for everything. I agree. Um, Is there somebody that you still, like, mark out about? Like, Necro Butcher, I'm going to go crazy about. I really am. Uh, Seeing him, I'm going to probably shit myself. Um, is there somebody like that, you know, you're a promoter, you've, you've talked to Tatanka, you've talked to Al Snow, all, all of this, you're like, you're in the business, but is there still somebody that you would mark out about saying that you have them on your card or you get to go see them? Um, everyone, uh, I still mark out for Mickey Knuckles, every show that we have her, we have her all the time. Every time I just look over and glance over in the locker room, I'm sitting next to Mickey Knuckles. It's kind of like, wow. You know, I, I watched her videos. I watched the infamous videos and her other death matches and stuff. I watched her in Impact when she was Moose. Yep. Uh, the first Moose in Impact. Yeah, um, right. So, Good call. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it, I have that moment in my chest just because, you know, I mark out for other reasons. Like I was speaking to you off air, Akira. Akira, when I met Akira, he, nobody knew him. He was just trying to get seen. And I've watched him go from just another guy on the independent scene all the way to now worldwide name. So, I mean, yes, I still mark out from the bottom names all the way to the top because I'm still in my mind lost that I'm promoting my own wrestling show. Yeah. And, and that's a good way. I like, I feel that, that if you can still mark out, you still have the love for the business and it's not, uh, let's face facts. It is about some of the money, but you still want to put on shows for fans. You want to give them something and that's your mark out moment, right? Yeah, that's, that's honestly, I feel like everybody always asks me, you know, what's the big thing? Are you trying to get bought out by Vince? Are you trying to this? Are you trying to that? Well, at the end of the day, yes, I would love that. But it's when that feeling leaves, I feel like it's time to leave. Because it's it's doing it for the wrong reasons. Uh, you know, everybody, like you said, money is a thing. But at the end of the day, the great wrestling is what matters. Because me personally, I can, you know, make money off of it and then do a shitty show 
And I wouldn't really be that happy. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, hearing them fans chant and seeing them fans post on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, and, and talk about what you <laughs> and I like to call my friends, my workers, my employees, whatever you want to call them, and see what you and them did and, and how it affects people and how it makes them feel happy and brings them joy. That's the best part of it to me. Yeah. For sure. All right. So July 8th, July 9th, Emerson Theater in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, tickets still available. They can still buy tickets at the door. Uh, what What else do we need to know there? Yeah, you can go. I mean, we have hard copy tickets if you'd like to purchase them beforehand and you're in Indiana. I really, with the, the time window that we have, I don't want to risk mailing tickets to people. If you are not in Indiana and you want tickets, you can go to Scale. Ticks. That's www.skeletix.com. You can go there and, and just search us on the top bar. AWR will pop right up. Um, I'm actually, when I get done with this, which this will release later, but when we get done with this podcast, I'm actually releasing the uh, f- official flyer for the event, uh, which everybody will pretty much love because of the art that's on it. Um, but you want to go there, you can get tickets digitally. Uh, tickets are still available. Our VIP is almost sold out. I think I have two or three VIP packages left, and we're completely sold out of those. Uh, with that, you get a what we call a goon mask. Uh, it's a ski mask with our paper uh, with the uh, ADT3 logo on the front. You get a T-shirt. You get a flyer. You get front row for both days, and you get to get early entry to pick your own seats. There you go. So, I mean, other than that, uh, IWTV, and that's pretty much the only way you're going to be able to see the event this year is going to be at the event. We were going to be streaming with IWTV, but due to production issues, we'll put it with quotations, uh, there, there won't be any live stream this year. It'll be uploaded to IWTV a week, two weeks after. Wow, I did not know that. So that's late bread. That's that's breaking news right within itself. So if you want to know what the hell goes on on July 8th and 9th, make sure you're in Indianapolis. If you want to know what goes on on August 8th or 9th, uh, that's when you'll be able to watch this, essentially. Prob- they, they've been a month behind on things that they put up. Uh, let's let's call a spade a spade. They really have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? What else do I need to know? What else do I need to prepare for? If you've never been to a death match, Gary, tell me, what do I go into? You know, come on. Uh, I really need pumped up. First of all, when you come in, make sure you got shoes that you do not care about. Because I promise, I'm looking at my bottom of my shoe as I'm telling you this. I still have like eight thumbtacks in one shoe. And two in the other one, and those have probably been in there since the first tournament. Uh, you will leave with thumbtacks in your shoe. Um, guaranteed. Uh, so have some pliers in the car or some shoes you don't care about. Second of all, do not sit close to front row if you do not want to be showered with glass, showered with flying objects. It, it does happen. Uh, we did label these this event 16 and older. We did kind of go back on that. We are going to allow people younger, but the only way under 16-year-olds will be allowed in the event is if they stay in the balcony. Uh, We have a balcony. It's just for safety precautions because there's going to be a lot of flying glass. There's going to be blood. We do not 
use barricades. So if the action comes your way, there's a quote we say, get the fuck out of the way. Yes. Uh, I had, sadly, luckily, I know the guy, but the last show I had, uh, we did have a guardrail. A wrestler got thrown into it. The guardrail landed on the fan. So, you know, if you're sitting front row, know that action could come your way. And if you do not want that action your way, move out of the way, please. And then bring your ID, bring Cassius King. We have uh, we have a beer bar. We will have hot food. We will have everything you need. I'll have merchandise. Cassius King, come spend some money with your uh, wrestlers. Come spend some money with the promotion. Yeah. Guys, there it is. Uh, uh, hitch a ride with me if you're in Pennsylvania. You want to head out. Uh, I literally have three seats in the car if you want to go. I'll drag you out with me. Um, Gary, I'm excited. Is, is there one person, and you can't say Mickey because she's not in the tournament. Is there one person in the tournament that you're like, yes, this one this year? Uh I mean, to win it or just that no, it just, pops me? It just pops you. Yeah, you can't. Come on, Necro it's wrestling. Butcher. Yeah, all right, I thank mean, you. Uh, ne- Necro Butcher. I mean, to be honest, I didn't think with the last time we've seen Necro Butcher, uh, the last time I did before making this decision to try to involve him, was with Slack, and I know Necro Butcher was fighting for his life. Um, and, and he won this fight, and now he's back in condition, and he told me, Gary, I'm ready to go. So Necro Butcher, I, once again, is one of those names I never thought, even in a million years, that I, uh, growing up watching, that I'd have the opportunity to have at my show, even when I started doing promotion. So having Necro Butcher in a deathmatch <laughs> tournament, when he feels as good as he does, I can't wait to see it, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, if the promoter owner says Necro Butcher and he gets the pop off of it, folks, yeah, if you know deathmatch, and you don't know Necro, you don't know Deathmatch, essentially. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd even say wrestling. I mean, because yeah, wrestling look in at general Samoa too. Joe versus Necro Butcher. A lot of people, a lot of wrestlers to this day use that as their go-to match. Yeah, it is. It's a great match. If you're just following wrestling and you don't know anything about it, that's when I'd show people. I definitely would show people that. Yeah. I, I I don't want to say I forgot about it. It was just on the back burner. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the match that, uh, to be honest, the first round match with him is a Taipei death match with a guy named Chet Ripley. And if you look up after you hear this name, and maybe me and you, after you get done with this podcast, you look up that name, you will see that everybody's called this guy for the past six years Necro Jr. Or Necro with his hair put in a uh, micro, uh, microwave. He looks just like he came from Necro Butcher. And their first round is him and uh, Necro Butcher in a Taipei death match. So, I mean, that right there, if seeing Necro Butcher in a Taipei death match, again, isn't worth the price of a mission, then I must be doing something wrong. Yeah, for sure. Anything I forgot about that you want to you wanna bring up before I let you go? Uh, nope, just make sure you guys come out and watch uh, – People's cherries get popped. If you've never been to a deathmatch tournament, <laughs> this is going to be your very first and best way to see one. Yeah, again, guys, uh, Gary Emmett, the co-owner, founder of AWR, Asylum Wrestling Revolution, and the creator, essentially, of Asylum Deathmatch Tournament. This is number three. Again, God of Death. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, Gary, thanks for spending some time with us here. 
Anytime, man. I appreciate you. Let's do some more. Those final words. Let's do some more. Guys, we spent another 20 minutes on the phone afterwards. We're working stuff out. Huge things in the work for Can Crushers and AWR. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I cannot wait. I, I, You don't understand. This is almost like Mark going to his first wrestling event ever. Mark going to his first baseball game or, or whatever. This is going to be something I've wanted to do forever. And to jump on and meet Gary and just watch some Asylum Wrestling Revolution. And then I've been following, you know, on IWTV, the death match. Yeah. Uh, and just to find out, well, the God of Death, the God of Death, as I said it in the intro, I'm excited. And let's not, let's not uh, forget Necro Butcher is going to be at this event. Otis Koger that uh, you've heard on this podcast. Mickey Knuckles. J.J. Escobar for the young kids getting into a hardcore death match and all of that. This is going to be a blast. July 8th, July 9th, Emerson Theater, Indianapolis, Indiana. Asylum Deathmatch Tournament 3. Be there. I cannot wait. Gary, thanks again for coming on the show. Remember, guys, just because you're trash doesn't mean you can't do great things. It's called a garbage can, not a garbage cannot.